This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 11. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I am one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike Sticky Buns Lopez. Also a real nickname. And David, that choking thing I heard about, Tate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, nobody's going to get that. No, we'll we'll explain later. Um, Also today, we've got one extra Super Best Friend joining us, Eric... Eric, all the goods, Kruger. Hello. <laughs> oh, all the goods. <laughs> all the all goods. Is he invulnerable? He is. Invulnerable. He is. <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are we already at the point where we're telling dissent inside jokes? Yes. yes. We, are. <laughs> we are telling we are lying dissent. All, all the goods. <laughs> <laughs> The Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. It's on but fire! First, but first... What have you, Jens, been playing? I'm not going to start first this time. No, I, I just, I just <laughs> it's assumed. customary. It's customary. It's customary. Eric, yeah. Eric, Eric, why don't you start us out? What are you playing? All right. Well, I just uh, finally whipped out Grand Theft Auto Five on PS4. It's been sitting oh. wrapped for a while. Um, play a little bit of that. Um, besides that, just basically playing my Vita a lot, doing a lot of Binding of Isaac. Good Ooh. man. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Well, it was from this podcast that I got a Vita, actually. Really? Yeah. Hear that, it's Sony? A- we uh, we should get a sponsorship. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you mentioned the SBF VGS bump, and I thought you were joking. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, pretty Sony, great. Just, just uh, hey, I don't have a Vita yet, Sony. So if you're listening, uh, I could, uh, yeah, maybe we can maybe we can swing him over to, to liking indie games if we got him a Vita. <laughs> yeah. So um, you kind of yeah, have been, to. Yeah. I mean, I've clearly been on the Vita. Sony's listening to this podcast. So well, obviously, obviously, um, <laughs> I've been on the Vita a lot playing Ali Ali. And uh, also Grim Fandango. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Still, still on those. And then, but I've been actually, you know, I had a few times where I only had my phone with me. Um, so it was a dire emergency. And so I, pl- I played on my phone. I played some Monument Valley. I'm yeah, still, still I've been playing away. that too. It's pretty it's good. It's so good. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing the extra level pack. Um, oh. That there was there was outrage in the world of gaming because it was two ninety nine for more levels. <laughs> they should be free forever. People should just oh, keep boy. working around the clock to make me free content. <laughs> There's so much entitlement in that that sentiment. I think, but uh, that's yeah. neither here nor there. What about you, Mike? What are you playing? Um, I'm still plugging me on Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, I'm kind of a completionist. This is not a good thing for me. Hmm. I no, just, this is I, terrible for you. <laughs> I've crossed the 85-hour mark. Oh, oh my and, gosh. Um, so you're like I'm, halfway, a third of the way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually fairly certain I can go beat the game anytime I want now, and uh. I just haven't done it because like, there's all this stuff on the map to do. And you got to do it. And and yet, they wouldn't put it there. And yet you still managed to squeeze in enough time to, to beat the heck out of uh, Chrono Trigger. I did. Again, the Chrono Trigger, I don't understand how he does it. <laughs> I know. Wife and kid and, and a full-time job. This, this kid. This kid. Yeah, He's well, an inspiration to us all. I aspire to be as amazing as Mike <laughs> is at playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, uh, I also did start the um, that Apath- uh, was it Apotheon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is really good. 
Yeah, what's it I like? I have a, it. I have it in my uh, library, but I haven't. It's watched, kind of like it. a. It's like kind of like old school two D um, Metroidvania so, style game. It's yeah. very, it's very cool. Oh. It's very. Uh, if you've played God of War, you kind of got the story of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, yeah, uh, Greek inspired. You're gonna run around and I assume kill or steal powers from the gods, and it's good times. Hmm. I ran into this really weird glitch though. I don't Uh-oh. know if you guys have heard of this. Um, I've never heard of a glitch. What? Uh, yeah, well, I found one. <laughs> uh, so I downloaded uh, Apotheon and Transistor at the same time. Oh. And I ran into this weird thing where um, Apotheon and Transistor both had the Transistor cover art on my what? system. Weird. That's and I was really like, weird. That's really weird, but whatever. And so I started playing Apotheon, and uh, the game worked fine. Once you actually enter the game, like all the uh, settings are normal, like nothing's weird. And then I noticed after playing out, like the trophies I'm unlocking, I'm like, man, these trophy names don't seem appropriate for a greek inspired game oh no what? and i realized like oh my gosh i'm unlocking transistor trophies while <laughs> what <laughs> wow it's like yeah i played through apotheon and i yeah. platinumed uh i, 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 platinumed I, transistor. <laughs> I axed some dude in the head and it was like you unlocked 32 rem or whatever it is <laughs> that's I was like, crazy this, this is weird <laughs> that is so, the uh, weirdest thing i've ever heard and do you still yeah. have those trophies like did you go back and check yeah, I, uh, I actually went into my trophy list and I actually unlocked those trophies <laughs> and I haven't started Transistor yet. So <laughs> that's so, yeah. so weird. I uninstalled and reinstalled and, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uninstall, reinstall, fix that problem, but it was weird. That is very weird. Uh, well, I've been playing more Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I actually have a little sad tale around that if we have time, but uh, a tale of woe. A tale of woe. Yeah. So I was playing. I was playing Heart of the. I'm sorry, Heroes of the Storm on Valentine's Day with this. You know, this person I've been playing with a lot. It's a dude. You know, and uh, you know, all of a sudden we we lost every game that we played, and all of a sudden he just disappears. Like he he just leaves, and then I watch him disappear from my friends list. Oh my gosh, he left you. <laughs> he, <laughs> He removed me as a friend. <laughs> on Valentine's Day? He on broke Valentine's up with the on Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. And it was so sad. We'd been playing for months, and all of a sudden, we lose some games, and we're not friends anymore. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did he, so he send you an email or anything? Or? No. Well, I, I not, had no way to contact a, it's, him. It's not me. It's you. No. There's nothing. There's no message. There was no way for me to contact him. He was just gone. So wow. He was just like, it's over. <laughs> So if you're out there somewhere, David wants closure. I need some closure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with the with the gaming uh, formalities out of the way, I would like to take a second to properly introduce our guest. Um, Eric is has been a good buddy of uh, David's and I's eyes. Eyes. Yeah, that's like that. that's good grammar. David eyes. and David's and mine's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's how it's uh, said. I think uh, so. For years and years, since since high school, and um, played many many games. And and Eric was actually a participant in some of the very best super best friends sleepovers. So <laughs> that's um, right. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we we love having you. It's 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 an honor and a privilege. Well, thank you. Yes, my ears have been burning many times listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my name's been dropped here and there. Yeah, yeah. We've been t- we've <laughs> talked about our buddy Eric for this and that and the other. And, and that's so, me. Yeah. Now you finally you finally hear it from the horse's mouth. The yeah. man, the myth, the legend. Mm. Eric. The machine. Are you related to Freddy? Um, yeah, actually. <laughs> cool. So Eric, as I don't know if, if you're just joining us, we haven't talked about this in a while, but I live out in, in Southern California, as does Mike. Um, David is way out in New York City. Yeah. Um, he's our East Coast uh, correspondent. Although right now then, I'm in North Carolina, so Still what? East Coast. I'm he's just a, a yeah, I'm a traveling man. Mm-hmm. 
So and then and Eric's up in San Francisco where he uh, where he does the web development for yeah. the IGN.com. Indeed, yes, yeah, cool. I think I might have heard of it. Yeah, you, you may have heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, so like, you just feel free to name drop like IGN like fifty times <laughs> if you want. It's no big deal. <laughs> a little place called IGN. <laughs> yeah. no so my friend will. Greg, who's no longer around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because when you told me you were working for IGN, that was instantly the picture in my head. Like he's out having beers with like Greg Miller and Colin. You know, you might not be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness, um, that's super cool. But um, so it's going well up there. I take it. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Going well, that's awesome, man. All right, so why don't we hop into some news? Let's hop right in. Why don't we? Mm-hmm. All right. So how does one or- hop into news? Just like this. Watch. Okay. The Order 1886 came out on Friday. Since via the miracle of time travel, we are recording this the Tuesday before the game comes out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So, so you guys have already played it, probably. Yes. Yeah, so, I've already uh, beat it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, so let's record our thoughts based on the two possible realities. Okay. A, the real timeline. The game has released to rave reviews. It's good to see that Ready at Dawn is reaping the rewards of all the hard work they've been doing and, you know, putting into that game. It looks great. Plays even better. Awesome story and world. What do you guys think? Man, I just love the gameplay mechanics. <laughs> uh, the story was just crazy. It's just it's just fun to see some a new IP out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, would you say uh, on a scale of zero to off the chain, what would you say it is? Oh, this game totally gets like 10 pizzas. <laughs> That's because that's my scale, the, the pizza scale. So, <laughs> okay, now now we delve into the deep dark tangent universe. All right, where apparently the game is just no good. Okay, the story the story stinks. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. The gameplay is meh. You know, it's it's really short. I beat it's the super- game in five hours. It was ridiculous. Five hours. And that, unfortunately, that's something I'm really hearing. I know. That I, that's it's kind of short. So you know I, what? I'm, I'm okay with it. I know. I'm not, that, I'm not that crazy about games having to be super long. If, it's no. really, if that's what's better for the story, for it to be six hours or whatever, then that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know what totally you know, other okay game was that. about that long? Portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Portal you know, 2. I was on uh, the Just PS4 saying. subreddit the other day, and... Um, uh, they were showing, they're like, hey, you think it's really crazy that someone beat uh, the order in five hours? Here's someone beating The Last of Us in three. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I saw a video today of some crazy guy uh, soloing the Crota's End raid um, on hard mode. So, just by himself, oh, goes yeah. into the hardest thing in Destiny and plays it all by himself. I was. I was kind of enamored like watching this thing and i usually don't really watch like first person shooters at, you know uh, on uh, the streamings but but yeah that was pretty impressive yeah i didn't see it but i i that sounds very impressive to me because um <laughs> having played some raids in destiny they're not easy so they're I, hard i yeah. have no <laughs> idea how he did it yeah okay so next on the news here bethesda it came out, you know, they announced they're having their own E3 conference for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a big deal. I mean, Eric, is there yes. any chance in, in your mind that Fallout 4 is not announced to this thing? I would be surprised if not. Yeah. And that's coming straight from IGN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the full force of IGN behind that opinion right there. <laughs> Eric speaks for IGN as a collective. <laughs> Okay, let's not get me fired. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. The, uh, Eric's opinions are his own. 
yes. and do not, uh, you know, represent Obama in any way. Well, um, <laughs> I, I like so, that he didn't take issue with that. <laughs> they, might. <laughs> they might, they might. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that would be amazing. To see some fallout Four, maybe some, maybe a new dishonored game. That would be really cool. That would be, super I like dishonored. Sweet. I thought that was a great game. I just want more Skyrim or something like that. Oh, so, you, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll for sure get one of those. I mean, but Skyrim, how, when did Skyrim come out? Oh, I don't remember. 300 hours ago, playtime. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it 2011? I think it was. Yeah, it sounds say, about right. Uh, so I don't know. We, we might be about due, but then again, they probably were dedicating the, those resources to like their next big open world, which was, is probably going to be Fallout 4. Yeah. That'll yeah. It'll probably sweet. be Fallout before Skyrim. And then also, uh, PS4 was back on top for North American uh, console sales last month. The Xbox One's Connectless Assassin's Creed bundle is still available for $349. So um, it did really well. It, I guess Xbox One was number one in the U.S. for November, December. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was dethroned. Yeah, and that's I, crazy. I, I, I thought it would just stay, actually. I thought it would stay the... Uh, as long as it kept that price, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel like bundling The Last of Us had something to do with it. Yeah, like, maybe. Getting it for free, because you get The Last of Us and some other game, uh, I believe, right now. Oh, right? Wow. There's all kinds of bundles. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty sweet deal. For anyone who hasn't played that game, that, that would, I mean, that would push me over the edge. Yeah, that's my brother's sweet. actually playing through The Last of Us right now uh, for the first time. And oh, uh, he's just like, every now and then I get a text from him like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Blake. <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe... Yeah, and uh, he texted me right after he finished the intro, and he was like, oh. dude, I'm crying right now. <laughs> yeah. Just crying, crying horde. <laughs> what? Crying horde? Real, crying horde. H-O- H-O-R-D-E? <laughs> yeah, I'm crying horde in my core. Oh. <laughs> So EA's CFO Blake Jorgensen says that Titanfall 2 will probably happen and will probably be multi-platform. I, I, love, love, I love how non-committal that announcement is. <laughs> it will probably happen. Yeah. Like he has pro- no idea. Titanfall 1 was probably a game. <laughs> it was probably. It was probably an Xbox One exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those, that's all the news i have for right now <laughs> well, are you guys ready to hop into some twitter questions yeah or we're, we're gonna hop okay. into these too we're gonna hop we're, we're just gonna of hopping we're gonna just hop from from segment to segment this time indeed indeed okay so, can you put in some hopping sound effects <laughs> some little mario hop sounds yeah that'd be, that'd be great all right all right <laughs> don't make my editing job harder <laughs> So, first Twitter question comes from Kimmy, a uh, friend of the show, even though only Mike and I know her. <laughs> oh, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, so um, I actually lost her exact question, but I remember it. I remember I have it. it. It was, it went, so, it went like so. Uh, there's still a stigma that all gamers are basically male nerds living in their parents' basements uh, to some extent. Uh, when will society realize that gamers are normal people? I would say when the like Fox News stops presenting us as that <laughs> stereotype, or I think that w- or when we stop presenting ourselves that way, like what was it the video game awards last year? They had some comedian, I think it was Joel McHale, and it was uh-huh. con- oh, it was just yeah. constant like jokes to that effect, and it's like such a groan <laughs> fest. <laughs> yeah, bad. I don't, I but I, I mean that that goes back to the media. They just 
they won't they like stereotypes and they mm-hmm. won't move on from them so yeah i think it's kind of shifting that way anyway though if we see how it's just been culturally it's just kind of a slow process where it's easy to demonize the younger people and whatever they get up to these days yeah it's <laughs> true uh, yeah and we talked about that a bit i think it was episode three um where just like what does it take for gaming to become like a serious a, a storytelling medium that's taken seriously and mm-hmm. it's just like as we get older and we've grown up with it, you know, it's like, like you said, David, it's like the new film for our generation. You mm-hmm. know, it's, yep. it's back in the day. It was like, Oh, well, film is not as refined as the theater. You know, <laughs> <laughs> any real actor will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The silver screen is for smut. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, yeah. I think especially as you get, we get more of like these, um, narrative driven games, especially ones that are a little bit lighter on the gameplay that kind of lets people maybe who haven't been interested before kind of step into that. It's really fun, like, to find people that I work with uh, or relatives and, like, oh, you're watching The Walking Dead. Do you like it? Maybe you want to try one of these Telltale games. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm not good at playing games. Guess what? Doesn't matter. You're just going to be, like, choose your own adventure storybook time. And that gets them into it. And then maybe they start trying out some other things. Oh, man. I have actually, I have a a sneak attack surprise question for you guys. Uh Oh, Uh uh-oh. This comes from um, my buddy Jeff uh, via Facebook. He says, uh, speaking of Telltale, that's what reminded me of it, actually. Um, What was the most devastating glitch you guys have ever encountered in a game? Devastating glitch? Yeah. So, the instantly what came to mind for me is I'm playing Walking Dead Season 1 on the PS Trace. Uh-huh. Um, that's Spanish for three. Oh, um, oh, that's what yeah. okay. <laughs> and uh and so I I'm playing and I get to I think it was chapter three of the game. I'm on the train. And I don't know if you remember this part, you're the train's moving and you have to walk into the the I guess the conductor's cabin. I don't, uh-huh. know, I don't know train lingo. Um but yeah, you go up there and you're talking to Kenny up there and you're supposed to walk out and go back into the train car to like uh, I, I think train um uh, Clementine, how to shoot or something. So okay. I'm on my way back. I leave the the uh, the locomotive and I walk out onto the little platform, and the entire train vanishes, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> Lee standing there. And I can see like these elements that were meant to be in the background that you're never meant to really see. Just these really awful looking. It looked like PS1 sprites of trees Weird. going by, <laughs> like really bad looking flat trees like in the background. And wow. that's and I I literally could not progress anymore. Oh. I, I had to completely turn it off, lost all my progress and had to start back and play replay like oh. the the from the beginning of the chapter. It was bizarre. Yeah, you know, I actually encountered a glitch, well, sort of a glitch like that, but it was it was also in the Walking Dead game. Um, I was playing it on uh, my PC, and you know I actually got to right around the train level, um, and then uh, I think I had to like reformat my hard drive. I think it died or something, um, and it turned out Steam hadn't been saving my progress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, so I lost my progress, and I'll have to start completely over again at some point. But I was too devastated. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's the most devastating glitch. It was not actually in the game, but it devastated my efforts, you know, mm. toward making progress. Indeed. So. Mike or Eric, mm. do you do you remember any? I have something. It's not, I guess not a glitch as it was maybe a feature, but it was very frustrating <laughs> to me at the time. Um, I was playing over the holidays at um, my sister's house. They had gotten me Red Dead Redemption, and I was playing through it maybe like 
10 hours into it or something over the holidays, went to go pop in a USB to transfer my save over to, so I could play it back at home, and apparently that's not allowed. You can't transfer saves at all. So I just realized that, and then I just never end up playing the rest of the game, because I was like, that's too far in. <laughs> yeah. I need to start all over again. Yeah. yeah. I can't that's do that good. all over. Yeah, there's, there's a point of no return, where it's just like, and I don't want to do, like, seven hours again, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I'd rather just never do any of it. <laughs> yeah, off the top of my head, I, I hit glitches all the time, and but I have the worst memory, so it's hard for me to think of one that's really bad. Um, I had a glitch with my system, though. It wasn't, like, an individual game glitch. So on my first PS3, um, I ended up getting like this, uh, kind of like a, a blue screen of death, except it's red. Oh. So I got this red screen of death and I'm like digging into it, trying to figure out what's what. And it turns out there's like this flash memory chip on the board that is corrupted whenever I, whenever you get this particular error Oh. and that's it for your system. Like, unless you, you send it in. That is definitely a devastating bug. It, just, yeah. it decimates your entire console. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And basically, this was pre um, PlayStation Plus for me. So, oh. I'll, basically, my entire library of saved games, like I lost all those games because I ended up getting another PlayStation. Um, and uh, I think, like, a, a good example of, of something that's really devastating is uh, looking at my trophy list. I have, like, this permanent set of trophies like uh, assassin's creed 2 comes to mind i have 99 percent of the trophies in that game <laughs> oh, i'm like one step away like one or two <laughs> trophies away from a platinum but i would have to play that entire game over again and <laughs> so i just, I just can't do it no oh, i won't do it but, yeah. like i'm so sorry that i'm me. laughing at your pain no <laughs> it's fine. so funny to me. <laughs> all right so i have two questions about the order back to back we'll do them oh, rapid fire okay okay one subject these one, days. one is our good old friend uh Quijibo. Okay. okay. Uh, yes. Writing in, uh, are you guys preparing in advance for the order this weekend? Big TV, snacks, mentally shunning those who aren't playing, etc. The usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I usually do when a game's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my only plan right now, because I, I just don't have the funds to buy it day it comes out. Mm. So I'll be on Media Blackout um, for the most part. I'll, I'll read some light reviews just to make sure that it's still worth picking up. I can't imagine it won't be. But after that, I'll be on Media Blackout. I don't want that story ruined for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's my only plan for the order. Eric, are you planning on picking it up right away? Um, I don't know. I was kind of on a wait and see with this because it's been kind of back and forth on um, the how it's supposed to come out. So yeah, I was true. just kind of going to yeah. wait and see. Um, I still have like a huge stack of games left over from the holidays I can dive into, so I don't need to buy another one. Yeah, I'm, I'm in but the same boat. Like, I have I have 60 bones just sitting there on my PSN account, and it's been waiting for this game. So if if the reviews come in and it's like, oh, this game's amazing, you have to play it right now, then I'll probably give it cutsies in line and just finish <laughs> finish Grim Fandango and then just dive right into the order. Um, but you know, we'll see if it's if it's kind of like you know maybe not as hot uh as far on on the reviews anyway then i may wait a little bit who knows i think there can be something to be said about just not even looking at reviews if you are really into it and just diving in doing it anyway and let you make your own decision before you're tainted at all by any other source Mm -hmm. because sometimes those are the kind of games that i end up loving the best and i'll read the reviews later and be like oh yeah i guess that's kind of true or yeah yeah yeah, but i wasn't for me at the time it was the best yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. no i i definitely have played a game and then looked at the reviews later and gone like, oh, that didn't bother me at all. And they get, they marked it down so much for that. <laughs> yeah, um, I've definitely had that. And I, I think there's definitely something to that. I'm so intrigued by just the setting of this game 
that I, yeah, I'm, no matter what, I'm probably going to pick it up because I think I'm going to love the story, even if it turns out the uh, the gameplay is maybe not the best. Although it looks really good. Yeah. yeah. I actually, uh, so for about 24 hours, there was the entire game was uploaded to YouTube where you can <laughs> yeah. just watch from start to finish. And uh, I actually watched a little tiny bit of it. Um, and I'm, I'm in, like, I, I actually was kind of on the fence about it. I, I wasn't sure, but what, just watching the little bit that I saw, um, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's pretty sweet from what I've seen, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. And then yeah, uh, we'll, the we'll next, see. the next question comes from Danny. Uh, how well do you think the order 1886 will sell? Uh, I think this is kind of the first big, like Sony first, uh, what is it? What do they call that? First, first party. First party. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, game that's like a unique IP, you know, because like Infamous was already sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is like the first big one, right? Right. Yeah, it, I think yeah. so. Well, so, Drive. I, I guess Drive Club and mm, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that was least the disaster. Didn't go so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think you know people are ready for a good exclusive. And uh, that's what I call it. <laughs> Trademark. Uh, I, I think I heard that somewhere, but anyway, um, I think I think people are ready. So I, and, you know, this is kind of the dead season. There aren't there aren't a whole lot of games coming out right now. Although, let's see, there is something that just came out. Um, I can't think of it right now. Anyways, yeah, I think I think it's going to do well personally. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, PS4 has been selling. I mean, like hotcakes essentially since they came out. And people are probably really hungry to stick with my hotcakes uh, analogy here <laughs> <laughs> for more content. And I, th- I think there's a lot of buzz around um, around the order. And so, like you said, it's the first big original AAA IP. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of buzz um, around hotcakes too. Yeah. Yeah, man, <laughs> hotcakes will there the be will there be like D- will the DLC be like the syrup on the on the hotcakes? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah i i'm personally thinking that it probably does three to four million easy i think so yeah, yeah I, I feel I, like I there's a lot there's a lot of excitement from the, for this yeah game. i think there's a lot of excitement about this game so i i mean i i, I would it would have to get trashed i think across right. the across all i mean the games i don't know media. maybe it is exclusive so maybe that's being a bit generous because uh, my first thought would be four to six but i don't know I, I think it would do really well, though. There's probably, now, I mean, there's probably getting close to 20 million PS4s out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's based on nothing, but um, that's, <laughs> that's my guess. Um, but yeah, so I three to four million, you know, you're talking close to a 20% adoption rate. That would be pretty huge, but, you know... Hmm. Granted, I mean that I I don't see it being that insurmountable though numbers wise, just because yeah. there's not a lot of huge exclusives right now to compete with. You know, it's mm-hmm. you have this and you have uh, Bloodborne coming out next month, and and you know this game. I I just from what I'm hearing from the people who you know who interact with us on Twitter and stuff, like everyone's mm-hmm. really excited about it. So yeah, yeah. And just to clarify, that four to six is not, of course, like the week of release or anything crazy like that. Like, yeah, it's, like it's not Grand Theft Auto right? numbers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think over time, like definitely four to six. Yeah. And also, Mike, if they're if they're uh, chocolate chip pancakes, then they're going to sell really well. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the hot cake analogy, pancake so, cast. If it turns out to be. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> fine. All right, so quickly, we're going to do a quick fire on this one. Okay. Uh, All right. This is from Tom. What is your hi, Tom? What is oh, your Tom. favorite? Yeah, Tom from the UK. He's he's oh, hi, Tom. he's been here since day one, episode one. He's 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 a good good guy. Good yeah. Guy. All right, so uh, Tom, what is your favorite Final Fantasy 
Played them all, and mine is nine. Seven is awesome, but not the best. Also, one of the few who liked Lightning's story in the 13 trilogy. So I have to go on record and say, shamefully, I have only ever played seven to completion. Gosh, that blows my mind. So so that's got to be, de facto, that has to be my favorite. (laughs) Um, What about you, Eric? What did you you say? Well, there's, I've played quite a few of them. There's all sorts of um, good points to various ones, but seven was the one that was most impactful for me at the time, I think. I played three um, when I was younger and loved it then too, but seven was the one that stands out to me as the, the Final Fantasy that I remember most from playing. So. Mm, mm. Uh, 3Ds and renders and everything. (laughs) (laughs) I've only played two Final Fantasies and I haven't beaten either of them. Um, Seven and what was it? Thirteen. I don't remember. I came over and we played. Yeah, you brought thirteen over and we played it for a while. It was was a good time. That's about all I played of that game. So, uh, but I really. (laughs) So this is a weird answer because I haven't played it. um, But I really loved the art style in Final Fantasy Nine. And uh, yeah. so I'm just going to go ahead and say that's my favorite, even though I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> Solid pick. Yeah. So. And okay. I, know, I know Mike's. Go for it, though. The correct answer is six. <laughs> you guys are allowed your opinions. The correct answer is six. Nine is a solid pick. Um, I'm going to be super unpopular, though, and say after six, my favorite one is 12. Oh. But mm. no one likes that game. It's fine. Yeah. I didn't think I, I stopped playing after about 10 because it got a little, I don't know. I just oh, yeah. 10, 10 had a really fun battle system, but man, that story was garbage. Yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> and yeah, the voice acting was really, Titus really was shoddy. so annoying. But wait, wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't, um, oh, what's his name? The Last Walker of Us was guy. Wasn't he uh, one of the characters? Oh, what's Troy Baker? Name? Yeah. Wasn't Troy Baker one of the characters in Final Fantasy 10? That know. is an excellent question. I don't know. I'll, I know John DiMaggio was. I though. will find out. Move on. I will find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then our last Twitter question for the evening is uh, from Jeffrey. And uh, Jeffrey, just a little background. We were talking a little bit and he was kind of um, on Twitter. He was mentioning, you know, a game that was like his hidden gem, his classic game from the old days that he loved. And he was talking about Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. And it kind of blew all of our minds because none of us played this game. But his question is, what is a game that you think is under the radar of most gamers that needs to be played, i.e. Infernal Machine. So I, I looked into the game and I was like, oh my gosh, Like, why did I never hear about this? And David, you kind of felt the same way, right? Like, what, Yeah, I've what, never heard of that game. This, it came out on PC in late 90s, I think, 90, I want to say 97 or 98. Um, and then it had a release on the N64 in the year 2000. Oh. Um and so basically it was kind of late in the in the N64's lifespan. Uh-huh. And I found out I think I know why no one has played this game that I know. Okay. It's um when I looked into it a little bit, I saw that it was not available in regular retail stores. What? It was oh. it was a weird like cross-marketing thing with Blockbuster. You could only purchase it through Blockbuster. Whoa, that is <laughs> weird. Yeah, so I feel like that's probably why most people never played this, but yeah, when I looked at reason. it... Yeah, <laughs> like, bet, yeah. <laughs> I, I checked out the IGN review <laughs> from oh. 2000. <laughs> they gave it an 8, so I mean, they wow, really okay. liked the game. <laughs> so, I don't know, it, it seemed like... Uh, it, it looked basically a lot like a Tomb Raider game, mm-hmm. except, you know, it was like their revenge on... Uh, yeah. <laughs> on, what was it, Core and Eidos at the time? Yeah, that, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, it looks a lot like a Tomb Raider game, but with Indiana Jones. And, uh, hmm. man, I would have loved that game at the time. I yeah, me too. I would have loved it. So... 
Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? What is your what's a, a game? must play? Yeah, like a must play that maybe you think is under the radar of most gamers. Hmm. Okay, I got two. Um, I you know I feel like there's a lot of people that have only played console games um, that may have missed uh, any of the classic like Lucas Arts games like Grin Fandango. Like Adam's just been playing that for the first yeah. time. Yeah, oh yeah, um, I missed that one. For uh, that so, reason. But for me, uh, Day of the Tentacle is the is the you can't miss this Lucas Arts game. Oh, it's so good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love that. Yeah, we're getting a yeah, remake of that, so I'm pretty excited. excited about that. All right, I don't know if it's a remake or whatever. Whatever it is, I'm excited for it. So, it's some yeah, kind of remaster. remaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Wait, so, I'll take it. Yeah. Um. So I think uh, right now I'm playing a lot of Binding of Isaac. I know it's probably uh, not that not known because it was the free game like just a couple months ago on Oh yeah, PSN. Yeah. But uh, I haven't heard it mentioned on this show yet, really. So, and I played probably hundreds of hours on it right oh, now. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I still it's have not di- uh, gotten into that one yet. I haven't tried it. It's just got kind of like the roguelike um, thing where every time you play, it's a little bit different and your combinations of items can create interesting synergy. And um, then there's like tons and tons of secrets hidden in it that I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of. You can beat it like a hundred times over and still like not have unlocked close to everything in the game. That's so cool. And that that was both crazy and disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it made by uh, one of the guys from Team Meat? Yes, uh, Edmund McMillan, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. Correct. Yeah, he did the art for it, and then he had a different um, developer work on, yeah. work on the game. Yeah, yes. Team Meat, of course, uh, of Super Meat Boy fame. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the best developer names ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Um, I'm going to keep saying this one of the day I die because uh, <laughs> no one's still played it. Spec Ops The Line. Oh, yeah. That's such I, was, really, I was going to really say, oh, never mind. Not Corona Trigger because a lot of people played that. <laughs> so. lot, yeah. Now, Adam, Adam's got some gash hump to do. But uh, uh, my other uh, game that, again, not only people played, and I think because it looks so different, but Final Fantasy Twelve. Again, like hmm. hopefully that game gets a remaster sometimes so people try it out. The first hour or so where you have to play as the would-be main character uh, is kind of lame. But after that, it opens up and you figure out, oh, he's not the main character. It's not even about him at all. And that game is solid. Really, really good game. But that mm. one, if, if people want to disagree with me on that one, I'm not going to defend it to the death or anything. I like it. Spec Ops the line, they'll all defend. That game is solid. We're all so ponderous about Mike's choices. <laughs> I was just thinking about hotcakes, personally. <laughs> Chocolate chip hotcakes with whipped cream. <laughs> no whip. Mm, mm. No whip? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a controversial opinion here. What? I don't like chocolate chips in my pancakes. Okay, oh. I'm glad it's not just me. It's, I could say that too. I don't also, blueberries. Be, keep those out of there. On oh. on okay, I, I gotta part ways with you on blueberries. <laughs> but on paper, on paper, chocolate chip <laughs> hotcakes sounds like the greatest thing ever. And then, and I always want it. And then I get it, and I'm like, I don't like this. Why do I keep doing this to myself? <laughs> well, especially when you drop the syrup into the mix, and then it's just like a little too much sugar. Yeah, yeah. and they always Wait, put way what? too many. Too There's always sugar? way too many chocolate chips. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been be a, a really long sparser. time since I've had chocolate chip pancakes, so I really have no idea. <laughs> you guys have to take just like five minutes and just talk, just talk pancakes, flapjacks, and all that. <laughs> guys, welcome, welcome to our new format you. for the show where we only talk about the different kinds of hotcakes that Flap- we like. Super pancakes podcast? <laughs> Super pancakes. <laughs> Today's top tip, just a touch of cinnamon. Super, what about, we, we could call it Super Flapcast. Yeah, <laughs> Super Flapcast. 
All right, move on. This is I think, weird. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess my little known game, and it may not be all that little known because I've talked about it on the show before, and a lot of people have. But um, I love Machinarium or Machinarium. Oh, how do you say it? Yes, I love that game so much. It's the the art style. It's just it's a puzzle game. Like it's it's almost a lot like a a Lucas Arts uh, adventure. Yeah, it's game. true. Yeah, um, point and click. You know, you're figuring out puzzles, but the art style is amazing. Um, that soundtrack is awesome. The, I love. Like I said on the last episode, I, that's like one of my favorite gaming soundtracks ever. It's so good. Um, and, and just like the way it's so universal, like there's, there's no dialogue, there's no anything. It's all done with these little pictures in the, in these thought bubbles and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. I, I really love that game. So that would be my pick. So let's take a quick break. Let's talk about audible.com. Okay. Tell me about audible.com. You know, I use audible. Really? <laughs> it's that's, that's too bad. Cause otherwise you could have signed up for a free trial. <laughs> SBFVGS. <laughs> For you, the listeners of the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover <laughs> Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We recommend the audiobook of Console Wars by Blake J. Harris, Sega, Nintendo, and the battle that defined a generation. You can also download an audiobook of your choice free of charge by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs for your free audiobook. So, are you guys ready? Yep. Maybe. Topics. Wait, are we... Are we jumping into these topics? We're going to jump into uh-huh. some meat okay. and potatoes. We're jumping into oh, the man. meat and potatoes. We're going to leap it's gonna headlong. Get messy, folks. We're going to leap headlong into meat and potatoes. <laughs> oh man. Is this like a well, swimming pool filled with meat and potatoes or Just keep imagine in your head if you will the Scrooge McDuck vault. Oh nice. Filled with meat and potatoes. This sounds Pretty amazing. Sure that would <laughs> hurt to dive into it wouldn't hurt as much okay it wouldn't hurt as much as all those millions of gold coins though <laughs> that is very <laughs> true <laughs> well he's a duck it goes right off his back right? oh that's right that's right gold little known fact duck's back, about yeah. ducks <laughs> okay so i wanted to talk about for my topic this week um game ideas that you dreamt up when you were a kid so as any kid, well, I, I won't say and every kid did this, but I think a lot of kids that I knew when I was a kid just, uh, you know, they wanted to be game designers when they grew up just because they love video games. So it was mm-hmm. like all of us, basically. There was I had my one friend who wanted to be like a Top Gun pilot, like Tom Cruise. <laughs> and then I had the, all the rest of my friends who wanted to be game designers. And so mm-hmm. I here's my game pitch. Are you guys ready? This is from when I was in fourth grade. Okay. Does so, this involve your friend that wanted to be Top Gun? <laughs> no. So I just wonder it's if, starring if, like, Top Gun. Is friend. the title of the game Highway to the Danger Zone? <laughs> no. But okay. it was very, I'm going to say it was very influenced by Terminator and Robocop um, because that was the 90s. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so basically, the idea is that there's these two cops. And they're like best buds, like Double Dragon style. But okay. um, 
but they there's a terrible accident this is the backstory is ripped straight from robocop basically they're terrible accident in the line of duty they get all jacked up and only their internal organs get saved and somehow uh-huh. they take their brains and the internal organs and they put them into these blocky robot bodies uh-huh. for some reason yeah i mean that's <laughs> totally because, possible because i'm a fourth grade kid and i can draw a blocky robot body so that's what they got put into <laughs> And there was, I remember, I don't remember all the specifics, but there was this very elaborate uh, government conspiracy kind of backdrop to the story. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was all like, everything was, we're reading into everything. Me and my buddy Steven at the time. So we're reading into everything. Even like a piece of lined paper has red, white, and blue on it. My God. (laughs) 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 Cats out of the bag. We know we're onto them. So anyway, I just remember... The level design uh, was very much like a Ninja Turtle arcade game where you're just like cruising through the streets, but you have guns and there was going to be some cover elements. I remember it was going to be like kind of like a third, like a top down or, or what is it? Three fourths view, um, but like with cover and shooting and stuff. And you're oh, these, these nice. awesome robots. And basically you were going to start in L.A. and there was going to be two levels for each state. And we've mapped a way where you could get, you know. Uh, all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast to D.C. Wow. It, in 10 states. And so there were 20 levels uh, total. I just remember <laughs> all these random details. But basically, <laughs> it was going to be like Robocop slash Terminator slash awesome U.S. cover-up. And uh, <laughs> it was going to be... Oh, and and the name of the game. Here's the, the real kicker. Thunder and lightning oh wow yeah. is that the two robot names the two robot names <laughs> yes <laughs> you guessed it yes <laughs> one of them was thunder one of them was lightning obviously so that was the name of the game and it was going to be the greatest game ever and alas i never got to make it yeah i never imagine never say never <laughs> <laughs> i imagine there's like it's like a robot buddy cop story there's lots of like robot high fives yes <laughs> all right that's it <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys does do any of you guys have like a, a game idea that you had when you were a kid I'm, or i'm kind of with you like i definitely did that when i was a kid with my buddies but i don't retain like the memory that you have <laughs> yeah, I, the I only don't thing know how I you tell you that. yeah the <laughs> only thing i can tell you is like man i made a whole bunch of like castlevania Mega Man ripoffs as a kid oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah i definitely remember doing that like drawing out just like oh this would be a cool metroid map and then or this would be a cool zelda map stuff like that but i think the one time that i ever realized that uh, if I was going to make my own game, it was when I was really into a boy and his blob. It was like, if I made my own game, you'd have like way more jelly beans and it could turn into like a giant robot or a car or a spaceship. <laughs> you can go like anywhere you wanted. And I <laughs> think that was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I only have a vague memory of this and Adam, you probably remember it better than me because you were in on this. Oh, um, okay. in high school, we were like creating characters for, uh, like a fighting game. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, yeah. With my little punk rock guy? Yeah, yeah. Your With punk the- rock guy was there. And Nathan <laughs> yeah. Merritt was also in on it. He created, oh, like, yeah. I, the only characters I remember are his, um, which was the Spruce Papoose. <laughs> the Spruce I- Papoose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember that. What is that? <laughs> It was like this Native American character with a little baby and a papoose. <laughs> I think he created it just because he liked the na- the sound of the name. Of yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a good name. That's amazing. Uh, I remember I, I had like all a, about an that. Aunt, I think her name was Aunt Edna. She was like this oh, like yeah. overweight lady with a beehive haircut, mm-hmm. and her like her special attack was bees. <laughs> it was so dumb. Actually, um, actually, which came to fruition in Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it turns out you were just ahead of your time. Uh, Koji, Kojima-san 
stole that idea from us. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> I'm, I'm if you guys end up playing tomorrow, five so. and you come across a boss called the Spruce Papoose. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope. I can't remember the name that the, like we. I'm sure we had a name for the game. And I also, I it's somewhere in in actually my parents' house, which I'm in right now. There's like a drawing that we that we did where we like had all of the characters that we created lined oh, up. Oh yeah. Um, and that's, I, that's awesome. here somewhere, but I don't, I don't, I don't know where you it is. You have to find that. that yeah, you really do. If you can find it, scan it, send it to me. We'll use it for the cover art for this episode. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I can't make any promises, All but right. I'll try. <clears throat> so, um, next question. Oh man, you don't. Oh yeah, never mind. What was okay. that? What never was mind. That? I w- no. Okay. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought we missed somebody. Forget oh, me. Uh, I'm, no. cra- I'm not listening. Actually, <laughs> it's not Mike, have you checked out? Mike is hopped up on pain pills because he threw his back out. Uh, I, told my I guess that's an excuse. I'm just, I'm just kidding. So, uh, Mike, why don't you go next? Your topic, please. Good okay. Sir. I was drinking water instead of talking. Oh. oh. Um, my topic was kind of based on the line of topics I've had in the past uh, few episodes. Is there a video game console, including handhelds, that you guys purchased but regret? I and feel like let me okay, start off on purpose. Like, so I owned the Sega CD and the 32X. Hmm. I, even though those are probably the worst things I owned, <laughs> <laughs> debatable. Um, but they're to me at least add-ons. I guess you could have purchased them separately, uh, but to me they were add-ons anyway. So I didn't count them as my console. Um, and my probably kind of unpopular opinion would be the Wii. Oh. Because that was the console, at least for me, again, this isn't like a, from a technical perspective or like, oh, I think it's the worst device ever made and like that. But for me, it was like, that was the console I purchased. And I realized, oh man, Nintendo is no longer going after me as a market. Like uh, I am not the target audience for this device. Mm, yeah. I can and see that. it was very disheartening to, that was like my first console. I realized like, oh man, and I don't really want a Nintendo console anymore. Yeah. I would say, I would agree with you, except that I loved the Zelda on the Wii. And I loved Super Mario Galaxy. It's one of my favorite, like, 3D Marios. Oh, yeah. yeah. And both Uh, of those, they were, I don't know, they were good, but I didn't love them. Oh. I didn't, yeah. All right. I loved Super Mario Galaxy. And I bought Galaxy 2, but I think by that point it was kind of too late for me for the Wii. Because I actually loved my Wii for the first half of its lifespan. And then I got a PS3 and I was like, and I threw it in. (laughs) (laughs) I threw the Wii in the garbage. Yeah, Um, it's pretty much the same for me. (laughs) Not not really, but like I, I, I just stopped buying games for it. Um because like you know i was just playing uncharted and stuff and like i was busy <laughs> but like uh the wii i actually a couple of late in the generation uh wii games i bought were like uh super mario galaxy 2 which i never i didn't even though it's a great game i didn't get into it the same way i got into the first mm-hmm. one same so um, yeah i kind of remember with- sword was a late generation one for the wii yeah i never yeah. played that, that was, one even that i thought was pretty good yeah, and it might have just been me. I, I think maybe the mentality I was in at the time is I started both those games up. I'm like, these are good, but I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of playing Mario and Zelda right now. What? Uh, and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of great third-party support on the Wii. This is true. So yeah. it's kind of, very yeah. true. <laughs> and, 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 I like that I think, as a question. This is yeah. true. <laughs> so the, the Wii U I didn't buy because I saw that, that trend continue of like, well, the first-party stuff is great, but if you're tired of playing Mario Kart, and if you're tired of playing Smash Brothers, it's like, oh, what else do you buy on it? I'm like nothing. So, nothing. <laughs> yeah. and, and those are solid games. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy going to Adam's house and playing those games for that short amount of time. But it's like ah, I don't really want to buy this console anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And my hope is that they, they change my mind someday. The next console comes out, it's like super amazing, has tons of third-party support, and I want to like Nintendo, I really do. But yeah, that console really, that really burned me. Huh. You got burned. I think I, I, did. I feel like I know Eric's, but why don't you, oh, do you? Why don't you go, Eric? See, I feel like you think I think that you think that I know mine. But no, <laughs> mind <laughs> games. I'm, so I will just go ahead and say this: I own the Virtual Boy. <laughs> yes, I, I knew it. Oh, second, That's right? the oh, one. oh, you right. don't regret it. You don't regret no, it. No, I do not. I didn't regret it. I had fun playing it. I regret that I wasn't able to actually buy the games before they disappeared off the shelves because it was just like on and oh, gone. Oh, it's gone real yeah. quick. Um, and but I mean, like it was ridiculous, obviously. <laughs> but just the fact that they're trying new things and out there and doing it, you know, I really mm. appreciate mm-hmm. that. Can you still I see? Think, um, yeah, actually, it's uh, not as bad as everyone says. Oh, okay. he only sees in black and red and white. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we all see now? I thought we were in the Matrix. <laughs> well, I remember playing Virtual Boy at your house, and yeah, me too. And like having fun with was it Star Fox that was on there? Wasn't there a Star Fox yeah, game? There was a there was a spaceship one. I don't know if it was Star it wasn't Star Fox, oh, okay. but there was the Mario and then the Wario one. Yeah, I remember the, the Wario one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just remember like playing it, having fun, and then like opening my eyes and being just so nearly, <laughs> nearly blind. <laughs> well, I do remember too, like one of the th- like the big bummers about it too is when you have friends over to play, it'd be like you're all sitting around talking and one person with their face shoved <laughs> in this thing in the corner. You know? A um, very good example of why I haven't gotten an Oculus Rift. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but I was gonna, if I am going to say like regret, I've bought a lot of consoles and some that I've used to varying degrees of uh, success. But I bought the 3DS when it first came out. I um, actually like got to play it at GDC, and I like played with the 3DS, and I was like, "This is really cool," and I was excited about it. And bought it the day it came out, and then it was like just maybe a month later that they dropped the price almost a hundred dollars. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and it came and with then, the games, or no, they gave yeah. you extra games to like compensate you for your trouble. But they or weren't something. 3DS games; they were like the, oh. the Virtual Console ones. So I got like the Metroid 2 for Game Boy, and like. Uh, just some other old Game Boy game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like GBA like games a pittance and stuff. At the time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then insult to injury. After that happened, they came out with the new, like the square one, and I was like, oh, that's so much cooler. The bigger I'll one, the get- XL. No, no, this is pre-XL, just the square one, because the old ones were, like, lumpy. Oh! And, this, this, the, and I was like, okay, I'll get this one. And they had, like, the the Zelda um, Golden Black Edition one. Yeah, yeah. And I got that, and then played that for a while, and then they came out with the even newer one with the bigger screen, yeah. and I realized, like. <laughs> Just do not adopt Nintendo handhelds yeah. until like at least two or three years into their life. <laughs> yeah. Because and now there's the like, new 3DS XL. Yes. Which I want, but <laughs> I'm, not I'm buying scared. It. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. This uh, is yeah. all part of my huge rant about Nintendo that's coming. Yeah. Uh, actually, my uh, my regretted console is also a handheld Nintendo device. Um, I so, oh, it was a Nintendo. Okay, I was yeah, going to say, yeah. did, was it the Nokia Engage? No, I never <laughs> okay. owned that. I knew right. that was horrible from the beginning. Uh, but um, so they released the Nintendo DS, and at first I was like, eh, I don't think I'm interested in this. Um, and then like they released a second. Uh, uh, DS. I think this was the D- wait a minute. What am I thinking of? No, the game. Know. No, the Game Boy Advance. Advance. Yeah. Uh, yes. No, it was the DS. Sing- it was definitely the DS. It was def- I'm sorry. It's definitely the DS. Okay. Uh, so there was the DS, and then uh, then there was the DSi. Um, there were like a bunch of versions. Okay. Anyway, there were a bunch of versions of the DS. I bought I'm two confused of them. Also, I think with my uh, <laughs> yeah. And there's so there. many, and this is the problem. <laughs> but I got a DSi. And it was like they released that near the end of the DS's lifespan, and then they announced the 3DS. And I bought a DSi, and I never played a single game on it ever. Oh. The, like so, 
So the DSi was the square one, right? Oh no, wait, that was dual screen. Um, yeah, I'm mixing. Them yeah, up I have no. I I just remember it had a camera, and the other ones didn't, or something like that. Hmm. And um, and I ne- I never used it for anything ever. So, um, hmm. that was that's yeah. my regret. I think I think if I had to pick one, because honestly, this whole time I've been thinking about it, like I've never bought a console that I regretted buying. Like I've I've loved all of them, but um, if I had to pick. It would be my little handheld Tiger Electronics skateboarding game <laughs> that I played <laughs> once. I played once and then I lost it. <laughs> so that was the true regret. <laughs> regret losing it? I, <laughs> that was my true regret with that. Nah, Might as well be oh. a blessing in disguise there. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, your topic, please. Good, sir. All right. My topic is a little bit of a doozy. I have to kind of rearrange my laptop here for this one. Um, oh, my. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So Peter Molyneux, we all know who he is. We all maybe we love all who he is? Hate yeah, him just, or we hate him or who knows. Just in uh, case the listeners are not familiar with Peter Molyneux, um, <laughs> <laughs> as he likes to be called. Yes. Molyneux, uh, you know, could you just give us a quick rundown? I can give you a quick rundown. Um, he has created a bunch of games. Um, he created Dungeon Keeper, Populous, um, Black and White was an old PC game that he created. I like that game. Uh, yeah, that game old. was awesome. And Black and White 2 was really good. Um, he also created the Fable series. Um, he worked on Fables 1, 2, and 3. And then he left Lionhead Studios, which is the company that created those games, and formed his own company called uh, 22 cans yeah 22 mm-hmm. cans and they've released two games so now, far are we, one is in actually I are we talking about that tw- company wait are we talking about 22 cans or are we yes. talking about yeah, 22? 20, yeah. 22 can sams follow your nose to 22 <laughs> cans <laughs> i, I want to say uh, <laughs> i want to say he founded <clears throat> bullfrog and lionhead studios yes and well, then he joined 22 cans well i mean they call it his studio so yeah I don't they, know they sure do Mm. Uh, Fact checking time. Anyway, go ahead. No hey, one cares. 20, this is the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Twenty Two Cans is a game development company formed by Peter Molyneux. Hmm. So heavens, well, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> after showing Mike up, I feel really good about myself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right, so lately, oh, so okay, Peter Molyneux has been known to overpromise and underdeliver. He's done it at, almost. Well, I don't know if it's his entire career, but at least since Fable 2, he's been doing it, Um, which was Fable 2 was like released in, geez, what year? Like 2007, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, no. Fable 1 was released in 2004. So Fable 2 was, yeah, it had to be 2007. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So, you know, he just makes all these promises and then like the game comes out and like, for example, Fable 2 was buggy when it came out. Um, and a lot of features that he talked about didn't work. Um, Fable 3 is another example. He was like, and it will feature complete Kinect support. And uh, and it had zero. Like, you could not use the Kinect at all. In well, the with Fable 2, I, I feel like in the bugginess and everything, I feel like he was just really ahead of his time. Because, look, that's <laughs> where all games are doing now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he blazed the trail, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, was it an even even Fable One though? Was the promise about where you could plant an acorn as a child and come oh, back yeah. and it would be a full tree? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Which is like, come on, like no one really believes that's possible. Like, yeah. in the game, you know. Um. So well, maybe you can. So three years ago, <laughs> well, you know, like there were a bunch of articles. You know, I think Fable Three maybe had just come out, and it also was like another little bit, little bit of a disappointment. Um. And he, he actually said this. This is a quote from him. Sorry, I've slightly overpromised on things on occasion. I could name at least 10 <laughs> features in games that I've made up to stop journalists going to sleep. And I really apologize to the team for that. What? I don't understand what that quote means. <laughs> so it sounds like he was giving a really boring interview. And then he's like, and guess what? If you fart, your house will explode. And they're just like, what? And they write it all down feverishly. And then the team is at home going, oh, gosh, Peter. And now we got to code this into the game. <laughs> oh, man. And to be fair, though, when Fable 2 came out, it was my favorite game of that year. So despite its bugs... I still had a really fun time. So he's capable of making fun stuff. And, you know, a friend of the show, Nick Wagner, is going to hear this, and he's going to be really mad at me because he oh, hated man. Fable 2 because of its bugs. Mm. But I loved Fable 2. And I know there are a lot of people that did Joystick rated it. It's favorite, their favorite game of that year. Uh, mm. Rest in peace. And uh, <laughs> if you don't Aww. know, Joystick was just recently shuttered, and that makes me sad. They Weren't but, they absorbed into Engadget? Yeah, yeah, but I've but been keeping let, like, tabs. Almost all the staff go. Yeah, I've yeah. been keeping tabs on the yeah, site, and it's been kind of... <clears throat> like they have a Twitch stream front and center and you know, I don't know. Sad. Yeah. It is sad. Um, so anyway, uh, when he joined 22 cans or founded it, um, he created this app. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow 22 cans. According, according to a little document <laughs> I have, Somehow I have come across together. an article. It says that 22 cans was formed by former Linehead Studios, Tim Rance. And what? Molyneux joined in 2012. All hmm. 20. All 20 of these two cans were saying. formed. Well, <laughs> because 22 cans refers to the number of staff, right? I so originally wouldn't they have had to change the name? I was, anyway. just, I was reading a TechCrunch article about... Huh. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I don't have to be right all the time, I guess. <laughs> I do, so we're going to say that I'm right. Um <laughs> Proceed. This is so derailed. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so, okay. so Peter Molinux is a big old liar. Wait, I'm not we done We all yet. hate him. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're well, trying to say? That's what we're saying. We're no, that, I want... I, I, there's a <laughs> topic the here. <laughs> I don't, don't want to just decide before we've even gotten to the it's question. decided. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Curiosity fun. Cube is the first game that 22 Cans made. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. basically this app. I, I remember I downloaded it and you would just like tap on like parts of this cube and um, you could like zoom in on certain sections and you could see other people like tapping on it too. And like you tap it a certain number of times and a panel will fall away. Um, And then you do that for all the panels on one side of the cube and then all the other sides. And then you go in a little further and there's another cube and you just, so it wasn't really even a game. It was like a, like a tap simulator. Yeah, tap <laughs> simulator. But the draw of the game was that Peter Molyneux promised a life-changing uh, experience was awaited the person who tapped all the way down into the middle of the cube. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, so this one kid named, um, oh shoot, I wrote his name down. Where'd it go? Um, Let's Scott, call him Jimmy. Scott Brian Henderson. 
Oh my! Um, he was 18 years old. We should we and, should see if we can get him for the podcast. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> he was 18 years old. He downloaded the app. He didn't even really know who Peter Molyneux was. Um, and he downloaded the app and started tapping a little bit. And all of a sudden, he got to the middle of the cube and. All this video plays from Peter Molyneux saying, you know, your life's going to change forever. And uh, basically <laughs> it was... That was it? <laughs> no. He, he detailed this thing. We have a game coming out called Goddess where you will uh, be... God of gods. Yeah, you'll be the god of gods and you will earn a percentage of our earnings for that year that you are the god, or no, it wasn't a year, it was like a set time frame, but no specifics, so, mm-hmm. uh, and basically once the multiplayer component of Goddess went live, uh, it would, he would win, he would get a proceed, he would get a portion of the proceeds, mm. and um, it so, would change his life. It would change his, well, that would change his life, it would make him rich if it, if the game sold well. So, uh, anyway, it's been 18 months since that happened. Mm. Uh, the kid is now almost 21. Um, nothing has changed in his life whatsoever. <laughs> go drinking. Woo. Yeah. No, he was 18. He, he was from England, so he could go drinking. Oh, anyway. never mind. Um, yeah. So anyway, the, the bottom line is he, Peter Mullen, you made all these promises to this kid and never fulfilled them. And then P, a bunch of people ran stories like this, this, most of my information is coming from a Eurogamer article. And, um, uh, he basically just said last week, I'm going to stop doing press and I'm going to stop talking about games completely. And like, he's doing, he's doing the same thing he did three years ago where he's like, you know, I'm sorry I did this, you know, I shouldn't do this or whatever. And now he's just <laughs> saying he's going to stop completely. Okay. So anyway, all of this to say is Peter Molyneux a compulsive liar or do you think he genu- genuinely believes what's going on? Like what, <clears throat> what is going on with Peter Molyneux? What do you think? Well, I think a lot of him withdrawing now, though, has been a result of the, that interview in Rock Picker Shotgun, right? Yeah. That was, like, incredibly um, attacking of he him. He was aggressive. Just, it's, it wasn't even aggressive to the point where it was like, oh, he's just, like, finally asking the hard questions. It was just him, like, being, like, he's finally getting his revenge of all this pent-up anger that he's had, calling yeah. him, like, you're a pathological liar, like, yeah, your that reputation's was, like, the first, in the gutter. The first comment in that, in that article yeah. was, like, are you a pathological liar? <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then he that responds way. like, well, I, and he cuts him off. He's like, well, what I mean by that? And like tries yeah. to jump in again. And yeah. it's like, come on. Like, I understand there's a lot of emotion involved with um, Peter Molyneux. Molyneux? Ma- I believe it's <laughs> pronounced Molyneux. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's French. But at the same time, I, I've tried to read through that whole interview three times. And I just like, I, mean, I just kept closing the window being like, Ugh, I can't. Like, it's, it's just like abrasive and aggressive. And yeah. I it, hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, I read the article um, when it came out and yeah, it's, it's very aggressive, which is a shame because there's actually a lot of good questions in there as far mm-hmm. as like, why did you do things this way? Why did you do things, you know, that way? Um, because some of it does sound kind of untruthful when you, when you start to, you know, look at, he started Kickstarter, you know, obviously for, mm-hmm. for 22 cans to make goddess. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that that's a whole a different issue, you know, like at some yeah, of yeah. his status and his name in the industry, like. Why do you need to get a Kickstarter? You're like taking funds yeah. away from indie developers who actually need them. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. on top of that, you know, he starts a Kickstarter, you know, raises the, the half a million pounds, or whatever he needs. Mm-hmm. So he won't have to get a publisher. And then months later, signs on with a publisher. Mm-hmm. Half a million yeah. pounds. And it's just like, yeah, there's... The <laughs> hey, I'm Peter Molyneux. <laughs> I need half a million pounds and I can make my gold game. <laughs> This is the best voice I've ever heard you do, Adam. Don't you know who I am? I'm a popular, I did. 
<laughs> Have um, you ever heard of Dungeon Keeper? <laughs> Dungeon oh Keeper? Gosh. You're totally it's, Dickensian right it's now. It's my claim to fame. <laughs> Populous? You heard of it? <laughs> I was making populace oh. when you were in Pampas. Oh. So give me your so oh. million pounds. <laughs> give them here. <laughs> so I guess oh. all that all that to say, like if if you read the Rock Paper Shotgun article, yeah, it's very very aggressive. I think a better article is one that came out a couple of days ago in TechCrunch. Um, and it's actually written by um, by a guy who lets you know that he actually worked at Linehead for a short time with Peter. Oh, interesting. And, mm. Yeah, it kind of gets some insight. He's like, look, he's like a high concept kind of guy. He's like, he's great in interviews. He's a great kind of like thought machine as far as coming up with the concept. Mm-hmm. He's always thinking of new ideas, but he's not really a detail-oriented guy. He's kind of one of those guys like, wouldn't it be great if this... And then mm. you're like, well, that's not, that's not really possible because of where we're at in the development cycle and this, and like... He didn't want to hear no. He's like, no, I have this dream of it being like this. Yeah, no matter sure. how impractical he's, that is. He's got to be the like a nightmare creative director, you know, like yeah. for the actual <laughs> yeah. designer sitting there making the game and he comes in here with this wild idea. Like, <laughs> well, wouldn't it be great if we could do this? And then like, next thing you know, like... Wouldn't it be great if Superman <laughs> fought Wait, a giant Peter... spider? Yeah. That's how Peter jumped out, out of like the screen it. and ran around your room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if you had a 12-year-old boy that could talk to you? That's a real <laughs> one of his concepts, Milo. Yeah. Uh, so I actually was a uh, I backed the um, the goddess oh, Kickstarter did you? back okay. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just it was one of the first Kickstarters I did, and I remember like I followed it a little bit to the development till it got to the alpha, and I played the alpha, and I was like, okay, this is well far from being completed. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped paying attention to it, and I'm like, when they're done, I'll check it out. And then that's been I guess like two years since then. Yeah, eighteen oh, yeah. months. But, you know, but like my backing support was fifteen dollars. I don't feel like I have like a li- he has a blood oath that he owes me half of this thing, and he I don't think he's taking my world. money and running too. Like it's not like he is just absconded with the money to some tropical island. Like he's working like you know twelve hour days on this. But I'm, you know the results maybe aren't there yet. But it's not like the 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 vitriol that's involved with him. I think is like mis- is inappropriate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's uh, the more I start reading about it, the more I get like that it's a very passionate project and he's probably got this crazy concept of what he wants it to be. And, but actually getting it there is something else. Yeah. Um, and the um, little Kickstarter in, in and of itself it doesn't mix well with Peter Molyneux because like <laughs> Peter Molyneux, he's going to, he's that idea guy. He's that crazy, you know, out of left field kind of idea guy. And then, on Kickstarter, inherently, you kind of have to oversell it to get funded. So mm-hmm. he's going to go way over the top oh, yeah. to, and, and promise all these unattainable things. And then it's just bad news all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, I don't I feel like he's malicious or a liar. I feel like he's a dreamer that doesn't really know yeah. if his ideas can be executed. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think I think the industry needs people like him to, to dream these concepts. Yeah. But maybe he would do better like if he had not left Linehead when Microsoft acquired it and he had like this publisher... Can- to yeah, kind of rein him in, like, okay, we yeah. love these concepts. Here's what we can actually do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's my take on the whole situation. So, you know, I've, I've worked on, you know, a couple, like, you know, short films here and there. Um, and one thing I've always consistently noticed about a, the director of those short films is um, they have two qualities that I that I think are pretty important. One is they have the ability to inspire the people that are working for them and sort of like kind of help them catch his vision, you know, like, Mm. so, you know, I want to make this movie. It's going to be like this. It's going to be so awesome. Come on, come work for me. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. You know, and it gets kind of rallies the troops sort of thing. Um, So there's that quality, 
But then there's the quality that you need where you are able to actually get them done. Yeah, execute. like, so, you know, even if you're not the one, you know, doing the lighting, you have to be like, hey, hey, we need this right now. We're going to have to do this and let's get the set and let's do it. We're going, we're going, you know what I mean? So, so not only inspiring, but, you know, also able yeah. to help them get things done. Yeah. Pragmatic yes. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that, you know, the, the, the best directors, I think, have those qualities. Um, and I think that also kind of probably applies to game directors, you know, um, it's kind of a similar you know, role where you're not necessarily doing all the coding or making all the art, but you know, you're, you're in charge of wrangling the team, you know? And, uh, so, so I feel like, like, uh, Peter Molyneux has a lot of the first quality. He's able to like get people on board with his vision. Um, but I don't know, I don't know him personally, so I don't know what it is he's lacking in the getting it done, you know, side of things. But to me, it seems like he's, he's, there's some sort of quality missing. So, um, I think, uh, you know, Mike is right where he, or where he'd be better off, you know, not maybe running the company, but like just throwing ideas to the company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And also on the flip side too, like, yes, he's overly, uh, promising and has big ideas that he loves to talk about in front of people. But then on the flip side, you have companies who are completely tight lipped and you never hear anything mm-hmm. and like everything is completely like NDA and not a squeak out of them. So it's like, there are two sides to that yeah. too. Yeah. Or some yeah. companies, like, you can't hear anything, and if a single, like, screenshot leaks, they get, like, sued to get it taken down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you have a guy who will, like, say, like, oh, yes, our game will, like, solve world hunger. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, did you guys see the uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider screenshots that leaked today? No. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they are pretty impressive, I, I gotta say. I, I, that's that's gonna be a good one, I think. But I'm sorry. still a little bitter that I'm gonna have to wait you know, a couple extra months to play that game. Well, Do hopefully you'll know be playing Uncharted that during that time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it, what, what it Eric, might be, it might be six months, a year, who knows? Yeah, we have or no forever? idea. Like, do we even know that it is a time? Yeah, they like... said it was a timed exclusive. Ah, okay. Yeah. The developers did. So, yeah. all right. <laughs> Sudden topic change. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but... Think fast. But to finish up on Peter Molinux, um he's uh, a charlatan and he <laughs> should be imprisoned can you do your P- peter monu impression one more time <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm innocent no i don't know i don't know how to do it's it gone. Anymore. It's it's gone. he left yeah he, he peter's gone <laughs> Peter's, Peter's gone now. Peter's, Peter's only with, Adam. Peter's not with us anymore. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <Kind> of dark. <laughs> All right. End of the show plugs for men. All right, you guys can help support the show for $0 by signing up for a free audiobook on audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. And I got to say, this is not just a shill here. I actually really enjoy. I did the trial. I really enjoyed it. Had a yeah, great time listening to some console wars. Um, and also, I checked out, uh, what was it? History of Video Games, Ultimate History of Video Games, which was awesome as well. Um, hmm. But yeah, so I, I definitely recommend checking it out, even if you don't do our trial, but do our trial. But even yeah. if you didn't, try Audible. It's pretty sweet. It costs um, zero dollars. Zero dollars. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SBFVGS Podcast. I am Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas, and David is David J. Tate. And Eric, would you like to plug your Twitter? Um, let me, what is my Twitter? Is it Sibhod? 
Yes, it is. Yes, that is true. And what does Sympod stand for? It is Sinister Icy Black Hand of Death. Wow. <laughs> Talk about it, sinister. It got dark. It and got a little wordy, so Sinpod, a little Calvin and Hobbes reference there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's and, Calvin and Hobbes. And then yeah. you can uh, you can follow it or friend us on PSN Xbox Live um, at those same names Barry White, Taco Douglas, and David J Tate. Except Mike, who is Taco underscore Douglas. Oh man, then he'll <laughs> never live it down. <laughs> <laughs> Shoo, let us change our names. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sbfvgs or follow the blog at sbfvgspodcast.wordpress.com. One day we'll get a real website. <laughs> we'll grow up and get a real website <laughs> and uh go go to ign.com and see all of uh, eric's fine labors over there on the yeah. uh, on the yeah. webs on the interwebs yeah, sleep over a hot computer all day to bring it <laughs> <laughs> it's a very pretty site well designed um, <laughs> and then um <laughs> let's see i think that's all the plugs unless you have anything else uh eric would you like to plug anything um, so I've been listening to this really cool podcast. It's uh, Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover. Oh, oh I've heard of it's a good podcast. Where can I find them? I've heard of yeah, this. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I think like Twitter somewhere. <laughs> like that. Maybe like rewind 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all. show. Oh, yes. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover episode 11. Thank you for listening and thank you, Eric, for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, we will be back every two weeks with more day one matchmaking bug fixes on gaming. (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Jumping into the end. Hooray! 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 (laughs) Next time, Gadget. So if you're out there somewhere, David wants closure, if you could contact him.